interrupt me. Hello, welcome back to Golden Interrupted, where we discuss issues and topics that affect women and female identifying people. As you know, I am Lisa, and I am here with a guest today. You want to introduce yourself? Yes. Um, so my name is Miriam, and I'm a therapist at a psychosocial rehabilitation program. Um, so we serve people with persistent persistent mental health issues. Um, what else? That I mean, nothing else. Nothing, nothing at all. Where are you from? <laughs> um, I was born in Miami. Okay. But my parents, uh, my mom is from Honduras. And oh, okay. my dad was from Brazil. What part of Brazil? He was from Sao Paulo. Okay. My One of my best friends um, is from Rio. Ooh. So do you speak Portuguese at all? Enough to like defend myself. Okay. Yeah, I understand it way more than I speak it. Okay, so um, Miriam is a friend of, uh, we have a, a friend in common. We have Brielle in common, and I absolutely adore her. So thank you, Brielle, for being amazing and meeting amazing people. Um, but we're going to jump into things. So our first segment, as you guys know, is called Women of the Week. And I'm going to let you go first. Like, who was your women, your woman of the week or women of, of the week? Lizzo. Oh my gosh, she was the last episode she was. <laughs> and Meg Thee Stallion, to be honest. Meg Thee Stallion is mine. I wasn't no going to put hers, but why? Okay, you got to put why. So why Lizzo? Okay, Lizzo, um, I mean, I, I have nothing bad to say. Everything is so but great. But why do and I was love watching, Lizzo so much? I was watching um, her like latest interview with The Breakfast Club. Okay. And she's just such a breath of fresh air, like just completely unapologetic. Um, she's not gonna like minimize. She doesn't minimize herself for anyone. It's kind of like this is how I am, and just gotta take it. Yeah, That's it. love her. And her music makes me feel like I'm just amazing. It's so empowering. It really, really, really is. But it it's so like, weird because Megan does the same thing. Right. But in a very, very different way. way. Yes. She's. Um, <laughs> I will like watch her lives and stuff, and I'm just like. I'll be like in a bad mood and I just watch her lives and I'm like, yes, this is what I need. And now she's like, um, she's trying to be more like environmentally conscious mm -hmm. and she's talking about being a vegan. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. She just gets better and better. She, uh, honestly, she does every day. So, so Lizzo and, and Megan, do you have anybody else? I have one. It's a YouTuber that I watch. Okay. So her name is Glamazonte. So she's kind of started off as like a makeup guru sort of person, mm -hmm. um, but she does a lot of vlogging. Um, she has her own business and she's been very like open to like, I guess, empowering others by showing them how to create their own like financial stream. So like she'll show like, she'll be very open as to like, okay, this is how I started my own business. Um... Whether it's like selling hair, sell, making like an online boutique. So that's you know, like people really don't really do now. that. They don't really share how they right. do it. Right, but she's very open with it. Is that something that you want to do? Like start your own business and stuff? Too? I would love to. I think that's that, that would be amazing. It's like you get to put your own um, name on something that mm -hmm. you like, whatever it may be. So, yes, maybe one day. Okay, so it was Megan Lizzo in Glamazante. 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 Okay, so mine was Megan, Megan the Stallion, 
And my girlfriend, Shamari, she was my woman of the week as well because she took a huge leap and she started this IT program. She quit her job and just started the program. So she's been saving up money in hell, not wanting to go to, the, go to work at all. And, and now she's doing what she loves. And I think that's a huge step for her. Um, and I'm very proud of her. I'm really, really proud of my girlfriend. And then the other one is this author, Shirley Jackson, who is a, um, a, a American Gothic writer. And I'm a writer as well. So the fact that she writes these amazing stories, I don't know if you ever heard of The Lottery. No, I don't think so. You have. It's amazing. You have to read it. So it's, it's, it really just sheds light on tradition and why people do the things that they do and how sometimes we don't even know why we keep on doing traditions just because it's tradition we just do it um it's kind of dark and that's what american gothic stories are are like but i'm a dark writer too but um read i've got her book and i've been reading it she's been inspiring me a lot more and i'm just really grateful for her um from for just being very fearless and writing things that made people feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. and that's what i want to do all right, so um, those were our women of the week, and we're going to hop into our topic of the month, which is emotional support. Um, I wanted Miriam to come here today because she's a therapist and she knows a lot about it, and I go to therapy, and I'm learning a lot about it through that, but um, it's always nice to have somebody who like has insight into it. So exactly what is emotional support? So it's being able to like have a space or someone an outlet mm -hmm. to be able to regulate your emotions express them properly um but i would say that's the main one so being able to um not only identify how you're feeling being able to process it with someone um majority of the time whenever i say someone's not being emotionally supportive. And I don't know if it, it's in this time and age now, people feel like you're holding them responsible for the way that you feel. And they are just like, well, that's not my job to do that. So how do you like get that middle ground and explaining like, this is what I need from you as a person because you're in my life. Like how, how do you make it so that it's not being seen as you being codependent? Let's just say that. I think it's always vocalizing how how you're feeling because a lot of the times um, it, there's so much focus on like oh what is this other person doing wrong mm -hmm. and putting them on them but it, you have to focus on okay well I'm feeling this way because of XYZ um, and then even it's hard to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and really express that so the first thing is just being able to be in tune with your own feelings mm -hmm. and being able to identify them. It's so hard. It's it so is. hard. I the reason why I thought of emotional support is because I went to Mississippi like two two weeks ago, and going home is the hardest thing for me. I'm in Miami here by myself. I don't have any family here, so and I moved down here by myself. So when I go back home, I go back to all of the problems and all the troubles that my family is, is going through. And it gives me a bunch of survivor's guilt. Mm -hmm. And um, 
my friends found it really, really hard to support me. And I found it hard to ask. <laughs> like, they're like, what do I need to do to make you feel better? And even with my girlfriend, like, what, what do I do? Because I had an anxiety attack while I was there. They're like, what can I do? And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't even know what to tell you to do. So it's really weird. Like, how do you even know what, you know? Like, what? how do you know what you need for emotional support? Figuring, well, I think first you need to find out what your triggers are. Okay. First. Mm -hmm. And then figuring out what the basic, th basic things are that kind of can calm you down. So, like, what are your best calming strategies? Because mm -hmm. for everybody, it's, it's different. Mm -hmm. Some people, all they need might be just a hug. Some people want to talk it out. Some people have, like, a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, taking the time to actually, like, reflect on your own, like, qualities and see, okay, what 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 is it that helps me or what is going to make me feel better? And then it's, like you were saying, how it's, like, it's always really hard to ask for help, but mm -hmm. it's it's being able to put yourself in that position where you're, like, hey, you know what? And I say that a lot too, especially if you tend to be like the strong friend. Mm -hmm. Yes. Where you're just like, no, like I got it. Or uh -huh. like you're always there for other people. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, no, like what's wrong? But sometimes you have to put yourself in that position where you're like, hey, um, I need a little bit of help. <laughs> like, hey, just reaching out. So why is, why is emotional support so important? Like why is it important to get it from the people in your life as well? Because again, the... The way that we deal with our emotions is going to affect like every aspect of your life, whether mm -hmm. it's how you treat yourself, how you treat other people, uh, the kind of relationships that you make, the decisions that you make. It affects all of it, your, your mental health, your physical well-being. Mm -hmm. Since it's all like interconnected, it's really important to have that emotional support. And it's also a protective factor. So like, we all, everyone has like risk factors or things that kind of may lead them to um, get into like certain issues or situations. Or drugs or right. abusive relationships. Exactly. Or, yeah. So you have to be able to have these protective factors, which one is being able to have emotional support, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's from certain people or through doing certain activities or some practices of certain religion. Um, but that's super important okay. to be able to have. So we're gonna, we normally give like the three tips or whatever, but now we're going to, well, I'm going to ask three questions and you're gonna give the three tips of it. So how to know if you are being emotionally supported. So how do you know if you are, if you're getting the emotional support that you need from other people or that, how do you know if you're not getting it? So how do you know if it's not happening and how do you know if it's actually happening? Let's see, if it's not happening, you you probably have a difficulty expressing how you feel um you might have a difficult time coping with your emotions um what else not being able to i guess regulate it or like kind of get out of it when you're like if you're in a funk or you're going through a bout of depression and you don't have the emotional support you're more likely to like dwell on it or kind of like sulk Mm -hmm. um, versus if you have it, um, being able, again, I guess, to put yourself in that position to, like, I'm not going to say openly talk about your feelings, because, again, that's not realistic for everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not in that space mm -hmm. where they're comfortable doing that. Um, but at least being able to find either someone or something where 
um, if let's say you're going through a crisis or a difficult time, you're able to, to open up at least a little bit and say, hey, um, I need some some comfort, some, some help. Um, and exactly, like, I don't think we, I explained like exactly what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to do some research on what does it look like? What does it look like in your relationship? What does it look like in your friendships? And um, it was pretty simple of what, actually what it is, is just, listening to someone talk and kind of paraphrasing and, and telling it back to them to let them know that they're being right, heard. Right, reflecting it back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, letting them know that they're not alone and that you're always there if they need to talk, you know, not minimizing their their feelings. And um, just, and also like in a relationship is a, is a physical thing, like making sure you're giving them their full intention and making sure that like sometimes if they're talking, holding their hand or, you know, just simple stuff like that, that sometimes gets, I don't know, it just get it gets forgotten yeah. because we have so much like social media. We have, we communicate so much through phone. It's very easy for us to be with someone and be on our phone and not really show that, that care, ask each other how your day is going um yeah so like that's what it looks like like having that person or having that type of relationship with people where it's a two-way street you can talk about things and it's not just one-sided you don't need to feel drained right or judgmental Mm -hmm. or having to minimize what you want to say or just always like if you're in a position where you always have to be like oh am i gonna say it this certain way Mm -hmm. am i gonna leave out these details that person is probably not supporting you emotionally if you feel like you have to kind of filter yourself mm-hmm. or minimize your experience because you should be able to openly express whatever it is you're feeling, whether it's something really good, something really bad, or if you're in a position where you don't really know how, to, how you feel, but just having that other person, again, actively listening to what you're saying, not like hearing you, mm-hmm. but actually like giving you feedback or like you said, reflecting it back to you because um, have you ever had a, a conversation with someone where you're talking and they're just not listening to you like have you had it's like you're talking and you hear the mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. or if they're not listening to you and they're like oh wow like that's crazy and you're like, yes. did, you even hear what I, like did you even hear what I said there's nothing like it like oh my gosh there's nothing like it. I remember having this conversation with this guy that I was dating years ago and I was telling him, I was, this is when I just moved to Miami, and I was like, I feel alone. Like, I feel so alone. Everywhere I go, I feel alone. Even if I'm by myself or I'm surrounded by people, I just feel alone. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, it just seems like if I'm, whenever I'm talking, people aren't listening to me. Like, I'm, I don't know if I'm speaking another language or I'm not, like, expressing my feelings enough. And he just didn't say anything, and I looked over to him. And I was like, did you hear me? Oh, run that by, back by me again. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and he didn't even do And that's it the worst because you're already putting, again, you're like putting yourself in this vulnerable position where you're just like pouring your heart out and the other person just like, what? wait, what was that part? What? Huh? Proving my point. It was, oh my gosh, it sucks so bad. Ugh. Okay. So two, how, how can you emotionally support others? So how, we know how... We know what it looks like now for somebody to be emotionally supportive to us. But I think it's really easy to say, you're the problem. Like, you're not giving me what it is that I need, and I I just can't deal with this. Or it's very easy for people to say, 
I can't give you what it, it's just not me. This is it's not who I am. You're asking for me to change and I'm not I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you're asking me to change and um I mean it's even though like self care in, in in our in our generation we're really learning our about our past trauma. Mm-hmm. We learn about ourselves and I think that we get really stuck on self preservation a lot where it's just like you do one thing you do one thing, you act a little bit too much, then it's bye. You know, we're really, we're getting really good at putting up these boundaries um, and protecting ourselves. And it kind of makes it hard for us to form friendships or to be in relationships because we are so used to self-preservation of not going outside our own, you know, boundaries or pushing ourselves or whatever that we don't really know how to be friends or how to be in a relationship like that. So. How do you give that support to others without it like impeding in on your boundaries and the things that you're going through? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> I think for me, depending on the friendship, I think it's, I don't know if it's like the therapist in me or, but I, I always kind of take that into consideration, like people's past traumas or mm-hmm. like a, a lot of the times it's like with it depends on the friends again but they might be a certain way when it comes to how they express their emotions or how they don't only mm-hmm. because when they start telling you about their past and stuff it's like I have to remember that not everybody is raised the same way or socialized the same way mm-hmm. so all of these things affect all these different parts of your life which part of it is like how you express emotions mm-hmm. to others so in order to be supportive I, I, again it goes back to like the listening listening is just so important um because i that's a good way to kind of see what the boundaries are for that person in particular and asking right and like asking, actually which is what i was gonna say mm-hmm. when you were when, when you were saying a lot of the times if you don't really know what to do, ask. Like, what would make you feel better in this moment? What can I do to help you right now? Is there anything you need? Um, and see what they say. And if they say, oh, I don't know, well, do what you can, and they'll let you know if mm-hmm. that's enough or if they need more. Or, yeah, give them time to figure out exactly what it is that they right. actually really do need. And another thing that I realize is important, too, um, setting boundaries for yourself, too, and making sure that (coughs) in friendships, relationships, any kind of relationship, that there's kind of meeting in the middle or it's Mm -hmm. being reciprocated because you also don't want to be that person that is always there for the other as a source of support. But then when the tables are turned, it's like, you're not really getting that same energy support back. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to like overexert yourself. I've started to look at friendships as, I mean, they are relationships, but like, like they are a partner. Like they're, they're extension of me in a sense, because uh, I met this girl named Zakia. She's amazing. And I think the first time we hung out, she was like, look, <laughs> like you are cool. And I like hanging out with you, but just to let you know, I cannot do one-sided friendships. Ooh, like I can't okay. do it. 
And since then, I've known what she what she needs. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I need to check in with her and say, hey, how are you doing? And ask her how she's feeling. And she does the same for me. So she kind of set that standard and was mm-hmm. like, this is what I really, really need because I've been through this before and I don't really have the energy to go through something like that again. So even though I didn't give her any signs, she's just like, look, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that right. again. And I love that so much about her. I love that. And I love the the fact that even though it was our first time hanging out, she was vulnerable enough to say, I'm about to put myself out here and let her know whatever it is that I need and and leave it open to where she could possibly hurt my feelings and disregard everything I just said to her. So it is like, it's, it's kind of, it, you do have to set those boundaries with yourself and you do have to be able to say, this is what I need mm-hmm. and this is what I... You know, I can't deal with, and this is what I'm willing to give because I'm a terrible texter. Terrible. So I had to say, hey, I can't text you back all the time. What I can do is call you, and if you ever call me, I'll pick up the phone. But I had to know how to say that, and I had to know that about myself, I guess. That is definitely something I've been working on Mm -hmm. because I can recognize in friendships where, like, It'll be one-sided, and I always... It's like I try to fix it myself, mm-hmm. almost, because I'm like, oh, no, like, you know... It's like I almost want to justify their actions because uh-huh. I want to give them, like, the benefit of the doubt, or I want to... Because you are so I see the good in them, uh-huh. right? And I'm just like, no, like, you know, they're doing this, but I'm sure it's because of this, so I'm just going to continue to work on this and or figure it out. And that also comes to you being a therapist, too, because you are, you are thinking, like, hey... This probably has nothing to do with me. Like, it's probably some type of trauma. So let me just be supportive. (laughs) Instead of saying, like, all right, you got a lot going on and you aren't talking or I don't know what to do. So let me just back back a little bit and give you space so you you can tell me what it is that you need or what's going on with you. And that's, I'm telling, like, as a, in therapy for being codependent that was very hard for me because I was always so understanding to people and I also like have lost my parents so I, I'm I, neglect is a thing mm-hmm. so I want to like work on it and like, be like no we're gonna fix this you're not going anywhere like let's just fix this and it's, it's brought me a lot of pain it's brought me a lot of like unnecessary trauma I should have just let a lot of stuff and go so it, I mean living, you live and you learn for I guess sure. but and that's the thing I won't like. I'm working on that because it's like, even honestly, friendships are like, like you, it's you, it's almost like a partner. Mm-hmm. Your friends can really hurt you. Mm-hmm. You you gotta say you gotta say something. Honestly, there's times where like, I realize that I just have to vocalize the issue because nine times out of ten they might literally not know how a certain action or something they said affected and you. And in your head, you swear you they swear know. Like, like, how could you not know? Like this, is, like, this is how you made me feel. Like, how could you? But it's honestly, they might genuinely have no clue. So you, you, you have to be able to speak up, which again is not easy. It's but... really not. It's really not. And then for the other person to say like, because um, me and my girlfriend had this conversation and she was just like, babe, I don't really know how, I don't even know what emotional support looks like. Like, I wasn't brought up that way. So, we had to start from scratch. Like, learn about it and and teach each other. And it was, but she had to say that. She had to say, I don't. Look, 
Like, I love you, and I'm not doing this on purpose, but I just really have no clue. And at first, I was like, she just doesn't care. She just doesn't. <laughs> You're not even trying. And da 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 da. But no, she really just. And that makes all the difference, know. just being able to, like, say that. And accept that for me to accept it. <laughs> That's the hard thing. All right, so the last one, um, actually, I'm going to change it because I feel like it's a better, a better tip to give is how to be emotionally supported in this women's empowerment age that we're going through right now, where there's the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. where, you know, trans people, trans women are dying all the time, and, you know, just so much is happening the the abortion bills like how do you be emotionally supportive to your friends or just every woman that you meet how can you do that allowing them to share their experience um listening giving them the space to really just say how either they how they've been impacted or uh again just their experience that makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. just being there to like being an active listener with no judgment with no bias just listening to what they have to say um without putting your own like uh i guess bias into it Mm -hmm. um being an ally if let's say you're not necessarily part of a certain group Mm -hmm. allowing people affected by all these different issues to be able to talk about it on their own not necessarily like um I say it without like um no just say it <laughs> without what because I, <laughs> I was like thinking about like how it's pride month and I was like um I was reading this I was reading it was like a tweet or something the president had posted and I was just like how are you gonna post this tweet on like pride month when you're, like you do not support this at all you like, don't it's very clear with all of your with all your actions you don't and care about at, like at all you so don't care just about like, you don't care about immigrants and some immigrants are gay like you know like it just doesn't and it's even like or like companies that mm-hmm. it's okay again it's pride month so mm-hmm. they want to start selling yes. like the rainbow products mm-hmm. but it's like you don't you don't care like and none of the money just, is going to help queer people right so. and it's, oh, it's so frustrating it really 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 is and i saw this post the other day that was, um, and it, it, it kind of held me accountable as well. And it made me become more aware of the spaces that I hold for women to come and how I want them to feel so comfortable and and um, also just provide them a space to help other women because that's really what I want to do. But the thing said, and I have to check myself, it was like, stop creating these women empowerment spaces or putting on these events when you are mean, girl certain people don't know how to be emotionally supportive (laughs) in certain spaces Mm -hmm. even if they say it's for women or for queers or for black people you know or for us to be there and to feel emotionally supported like it's it's very weird to me because i've been in a lot of different spaces Mm -hmm. and have not felt that so how do you do it in those type of environments as well like how do you how can you make sure that you're being genuine and that you're being present constantly. Um, I kind of always try to put myself in the other person's shoes. Okay. So even if I may, there may be something I don't understand. Again, that's someone's experience. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have to be open to 
accepting that because I mean, there there's no like there's no right or wrong way to be a woman. Mm-hmm. So I have to be. You have to be open to it and just realize that there's no like uh like a manual or something that you need to follow to be a woman Mm -hmm. um educating others so if you're in a space and you maybe you're maybe you're the mean girl maybe Mm -hmm. someone else is the mean girl um but being open to i guess learning educating other people when you can um, I just want I don't want to be the mean girl <laughs> so <laughs> if anybody ever feels like that like I really would rather them and it's tell even like me checking yourself too exactly so uh-huh. even if you are mean mm-hmm. at least being able to say like oh you know what maybe I could have said it in this way yes. or you know mm-hmm. uh, I'm coming from this perspective mm-hmm. so keeping your accountability yes yes, yes. Accountability. I mean, of so, course, everybody isn't going to like you, and that's not the point. Right. That's not the point. But right. the point is for you to be your genuine, authentic, exactly. best self at all times. Right. Because you can't, you, there's always going to be slip ups, mm-hmm. or, but it's just at least being able to say, like, hey, I, I, I might have messed up. Mm-hmm. That makes all the difference, I think. But that's a huge thing to say, I'm sorry. Some people right. cannot say, I'm they sorry. They tr- it's like this circle <laughs> of like, Oh well, but what I meant, or like, oh no, it's uh, which happens a lot, I think, with what you were saying with like social media and stuff. Like mm-hmm. someone will mess up, and someone will say, oh, "You made gosh. me feel this way because of what you did," and they're like, "No, well, first you did this, which made me do that." This like cancel this. culture that we have, we yes. do not give people second At chances all. that no. much. One thing, and it's that's it. You're done. Yep. Which uh, I think that also goes back to having spaces where not everyone feels comfortable mm-hmm. because I would hope that you know you, you're in a space where how do I how do I put it like you wouldn't want to put someone in a position where it's like they're scared to to ask or share something yes. because they automatically think like oh my goodness what if I say the wrong thing yes. mm-hmm. when really not everyone is going to have the same understanding of things. Yeah. So. Everybody's experience is different. Like, and it's, it has to be a, an environment where you are constantly learning. But a lot of times it's not really like that. Like, um, especially in queer spaces. It's so sensitive right now. Like, um, for allies to come if they say anything that is miss, miss, uh, use the wrong pronouns. Right. Um, people like really flip even if it's not intentionally. So we don't really have too much patience right now. This isn't the age of patience. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have patience for anything. We don't have patience for policemen. We don't have patience for, we don't have patience for anything. We're we're really anxious right now. And it's understandable. I mean, look who our president is. Like, look, look every day is something that's happening. So, um, yeah, man. I just want everyone to listen to Miriam and <laughs> to take her advice because she's saying exactly what we all need to hear. Um, I was going to do the questions part, but I feel like I kind of already asked you so many questions already. Um, 
Lastly, I just want to tell you about some upcoming events. We are going to do a fundraiser for LGBTQ LGBTQ youth. <laughs> what is wrong with me? And I have not even been drinking. But um, we're gonna do we're gonna do a fundraiser for queer women, um, non-binary um, people. We're gonna do a college scholarship um, for this five hundred dollars for two for two people. So our goal is to raise a thousand dollars, and we're gonna do this during this month. We're gonna do two events. Hopefully, we don't have to do the other event, but if we have to, we'll do it just to make sure we meet our goal. Um, I'm going to have the information on the Instagram and on the Facebook, so just check in with us if you need more information or you're interested in being a part of it. If you just want to donate, please send whatever it is that you want to send. Just hit me up and let me know how you can send it to us. I mean, if you know any of the youth who would benefit from the scholarship, let us know that as well because we can send them the application. They can fill it out. So I want to thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Because you just got off work and you're tired and you came anyway. So thank you so much for that. Do you want to give them like your Instagram name or anything? Or are you good? Um, sure. <clears throat> um, it's Miriam, the way you pronounce it. So M-I-R-E-E-U-H-M underscore. You can follow me there if you want. <laughs> okay. All right. And like always, we send you away with some love. I'm not going to do it this week. I'm going to let Miriam do it. So what is your... Love. So I wish you all receive the love you keep giving others. Yes. That's perfect. All right. So, um, yes, may you guys leave yourself open to receive the love. May you give the love that you want to receive. And I hope you have an amazing week. And I will be back in two weeks. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.